Hello, beautiful people. You are listening to the Inside Job Podcast with Mikkel Brand Oliver. The Inside Job Podcast will share light, love, and lessons to support you in loving and valuing yourself from the inside out. I am so glad you're here. Welcome to episode two of The Inside Job. Thank you for listening and your desire to grow in your journey of being emotionally, psychologically, and spiritually well. I am Mikkel Brands Oliver, someone like you who strives to be the best version of themselves. Every Monday for the next nine weeks, I will share light, love, and lessons to help us unearth self-love from the inside out. If anything discussed in this episode is helpful for you, share the podcast with those in your circle, leave a review, connect with me, and apply what you heard. Let's get warmed up with a mindset check-in. A mindset check-in is a temperature check of your heart, which is the nucleus of your entire being and drives your mind, thoughts, and behaviors. Proverbs 2719 states, as water reflects the face, so one's life reflects the heart. The mindset check-in for episode two is, what has filled you with joy lately? What has delighted your soul recently? Joy can serve as an act of resistance, especially in a time when darkness, evil, and division inundate our world, and for many of us, our lives. Joy is an active posture of Resisting the cast of gloom that lurks. Joy can refuel and replenish your spirit to withstand the trials and tests of life. I had the honor of listening to Ayanna Presley speak in 2019, and she noted that the spirit cannot stand a constant fight. She asserted that joy is a necessary additive in our quest. You have to let light in and reflect light to radiate joy, even in the face of opposition. Truly, it's a choice, and not an easy one, but a life-changing and life-giving one. This week, ruminate on what or who has filled you with joy lately. Write your thoughts down, share them, especially with the person who has filled your spirit with joy, and ask someone the same question. What's filled my spirit with joy lately is my morning walks. I walk five days out of the week, even in the winter, even in the misty rain. (laughs) And it's been an absolute delight to contemplate, move my body, and take in nature and friendly faces. It is one of the highlights of my day and a bountiful way to start my morning. Morning walks fill my spirit with joy and gratitude. Thank you, God, for my good old morning walks. In episode one, I discussed the perpetual cycle of condemnation and self-accusation, and I shared four keys to dismantling the cycle. If you haven't listened to episode one, entitled Examine Your Heart, please do. It will create a firmer foundation for today's topic, which is, drumroll please, consumption. What you feed 
grows. Mikkel, here you go again. Yep. Come on in, y'all. Let's talk. (laughs) So self-love originates from the inside and radiates on the outside. It is a journey. The cornerstone of self-love is receiving God's love for you. Believing in and receiving God's love in your relationship with him, believing in and receiving God's love in your relationship with yourself, and believing in and receiving God's love in your relationship with others. And not just the others that you like, the others that are challenging for you to like. That is the flow of love and self-love. Self-love isn't being selfish, it's self-full. Full in who God created you to be and the purpose he has for your life and how you nurture and consume that which adds light and flavor to everything you touch and every space you occupy. In our hearts and minds, we must have room on the inside to receive God's love that overflows into self-love. What we consume, we become. What we feed grows. In many cases, which was the case for me for decades, is we don't have room enough to receive God's love because our hearts and minds are consumed with harmful and destructive convictions, addictions, beliefs, attitudes, images, and habits. And we feed these harmful elements with what we take in, what we're drawn to, who we associate with, who we're connected to, and what we conform to, frequently leaving us with an accumulation of mental and emotional garbage and a poverty-stricken heart. We can so easily become enslaved to that which hurts us, knowingly or unknowingly. In 2018, my mother shared a truth serum with me that set in motion a season of growth, preparation, and journey of self-love that's been catalytic. So y'all, she looked me in my eyes and said, Mikkel, your life doesn't match your goals. You say you want to go to graduate school, say you want to start a school, and your goals are lofty, but your habits, behaviors, and actions don't align with your goals. Essentially, she was saying, Your goals require different actions and a renewed mindset. And when I tell y'all, I Heisman posed the truth she served up. Oh, I immediately rebuked it. Now here I was, grown, taking care of myself, impulsive spending and vandalizing my health, paying all my bills, barely and not on time, building my career, staying in the same place because comfort feels better than change, living my best life, wasting time, money, and energy on people and places that were liabilities and not assets. And someone is going to tell me that my life is misaligned. My mother was absolutely, positively correct. The things I was consuming weekly happy hours, spending three digits on food, alcohol, and hookah, 
having multiple dinner outings with friends and associates and people who I don't even talk to at this current moment in life, smoking daily, constantly on the phone, analyzing the life and choices of other people, daily feeds of gossip sites and celebrity news, all day binge watching of investigative discovery, drive through window time with God, impulsive spending, dot, 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 dot. This was my life meal plan. And at the same time, I was planning on taking a full year break from a 13 year career to go to Harvard, move to another state, give up my salary while still needing to pay my mortgage in Maryland for a year and pay to also live in Massachusetts for a year. In addition to the cognitive cardio of being a student, what I was consuming wasn't growing into a well thought out plan aligned to my goals with intentional action steps. My consumption wasn't developing discipline and self-control of my financial health, which was paramount to what I was aiming to pursue. The things I was feeding off of wasn't preparing me psychologically for a major life shift. What I fed off of wasn't preserving my physical health and well-being. That is essential for my destiny. I wasn't feeding my faith. I was feeding my fears. I had no room to feed my faith. Regardless of the lofty goals I espoused and aspired towards, what I was consuming grew the opposite of what I needed most for my assignment. What are you consuming? What's growing in your life? Plants or weeds? Plants are intentionally grown in fields and gardens. All other plants that are not supposed to be in fields and gardens are grown unwanted and called weeds. A weed is a plant growing in the wrong place. The unwanted growth, weeds, begin to impact the intentional growth, plants, by competing for nutrients, competing for space, and having a parasitic effect on plants, leaving them weakened, diseased, and starved. So again, I ask you, I ask us, what's growing in abundance in your life? Plants or weeds? What you feed grows. There are two approaches you can employ to examine consumption, evaluate growth, and embody your greatness. These approaches will support us in more closely uncovering what's growing in our lives, what is taking up space in our hearts, and how can we make room to receive God's love that flows into self-love? The two approaches are, one, focused audit. Two, be intentional. Let's start with focused audit. An audit is a methodical examination and review. To examine means to observe or inspect carefully or critically. What is present in your life right now is a manifestation of what's occurring on the inside of you. 
Your life is a reflection of you. What you consume is largely based on your appetite. To gain insight on the root of particular appetites, employing a focused audit of specific areas of your life and examining what you consume in those areas will be enlightening. And to do so, start with asking yourself, what do I take in daily? What am I getting full on? This question will allow you to think about the things you consume and the volume of consumption. Okay, so I'm going to walk through some things to ruminate on as you examine what you're consuming. And then I'm going to give you five question prompts to extract the root of what you're consuming. So here are some things to ruminate on. Is your phone the first thing you put your hands on when you wake up? Do you start your day scrolling through social media to get fed from social media feeds? Hmm. Shout out to Pastor Furtick at Elevation Church for that play on words. There's also an eye-opening documentary on Netflix called The Social Dilemma. Check it out. You're welcome. Are your conversations based on truth or deception? Are they gossip swaps about people you know, don't know, and everyone who knows and doesn't know them? Are they hopeful, compassionate, and empathetic? Does the news occupy the soundtrack of your day? Imagery. What types of music do you listen to? What's the message and theme in the music that you're listening to? What shows do you watch? What are you taking in visually? What pages do you subscribe to? Your internet history. Are you ashamed of it? Do you search on a private setting? Does your mobile device feed your addictions? Your text messages. Uplifting, edifying, hopeful, enlightening. Are they cynical, pessimistic, destructive, and critical? What type of information do you spread? Your relationships, fruitful, trusting, intimate, collaborative, and deeply reflective? Are they fractured, spotty, draining, surface level? Is judgment and evaluation the main language of how you speak about others? Your circle, Are the people closest to you growing and developing into better versions of themselves? Do they push you, correct you, and hold you accountable to being the best version of you? Are they doing the same thing based on the same beliefs with the same actions in the same place from 5, 10, 15, 30 years ago? Are you? How are you perceived? Can people count on you? Confide in you? look to you for wise counsel and trust your word and your character? Are you the one everyone has to help, cater to, walk on eggshells and alter themselves around? Your receptivity. 
Are you open to listen, learn, expand your perspective? Do you see difference as an opportunity to bridge new angles of thinking and seeing? Do you dominate space talking about you, your life, your kids, your marriage, your partner, your frustrations? Is it the you show most of the time? Are you genuinely curious about others? What about your habits? Are you disciplined in the things you pursue? Do you start and finish a goal, a task, a commitment? Have you made yourself proud lately? Are you mostly talk with minimal action or intention? Do you self-medicate to cope with anxiety, insecurity, pain, and trauma? Are you trying to escape life? Is your relationship with food fueling your body or failing your body? Does popular culture determine what you deem as acceptable and unacceptable for your own life? Your heart. Do you like yourself? When it's just you, are you comfortable with that? Do you enjoy being with yourself? Are you in constant need of attention, doting, and admiration? Your social media posts and pictures, is that really you? Do likes make you like yourself? Your emotions, are you resilient? Meaning your recovery time from escalation to calm, is it minimal? Are you able to unpack your feelings and sit in them? Have you matured in your ability to express yourself? Can you sit in discomfort? Are you easily offended, quick-tempered, and ready to slap a person on sight? Your petty game, is it strong? Is social media your main community of support and platform of expression? Your passions, do you know what fuels you? What makes you most feel like yourself? Do you have dreams that you're thinking about, praying for? and taking steps to live in? Are you walking in your purpose? Do you know what that means? Are you immune to change because comfort is easier for you? Do you get overwhelmed at the thought of what your life would be if you broke through fear and did what you feel you are purposed to do? Are you fearful of success? Are you waiting for someone to rescue you from your life so it can be better? Your faith life. Do you believe in something greater than yourself? Do you pray, meditate, engage in contemplative routines that center you and fortify peace? Is your heart thankful for what you have? Do you give and get as much joy from giving as you do from receiving? Are you your own God? Do you live by the governing rules of your opinions and others? who think and act just like you? Who's on the throne in your life? When we begin to audit and examine the layers in our life, what is being fed, what is taking up space, and what is growing, you will have a detailed x-ray of your life and what's inside of you 
providing you with heightened awareness and possible paths towards wholeness. Your responses to any of those questions does not make you a good or bad person, a righteous or unrighteous person. It makes you human. And it elevates your awareness of yourself, of your environment, what you are consuming, and how that consumption takes up space and residence in your heart, creating barriers and blockages to receiving God's love that flows into self-love. In James Baldwin's words, not everything that is faced can be changed, but nothing can be changed until it's faced. To practically engage in a focused audit, select a few areas of your life that you want to intentionally take stock of. I suggest one to two areas. Some examples may be health, finances, interpersonal relationships, relationship with self, thought life, professional pursuits, career, faith, etc. And examine what's feeding these areas, what is taking up space, and what inputs are creating the conditions by which you are thriving or withering. So narrow in on one to two areas and then ask yourself these five prompts or ask yourself questions based on what you become naturally curious about as you begin to do a focused audit. First question, how do I contribute to this particular area? How do I feed it for the good or not so good? Second question, what lures me or repels me in this particular area and why? Next, what need am I attempting to meet? Where does this need come from? And is it being met? Why or why not? Fourth question, am I becoming a better version of myself in this area or am I remaining stagnant or regressing? And lastly, what am I consuming here and what outcomes do I see in my life from the consumption of this? It could be very helpful to write out the reflections to these questions audio record your reflections, share them with the trusted loved one, or seek the support of a therapist, counselor, or coach in unpacking. The second approach for examining consumption, evaluating growth, and embodying your greatness is be intentional. Intentional means done by intention or design. Evaluation is to draw conclusions from examining to assess. After my mother's dose of truth serum, I took a focused audit of my life and created a list of things I wanted to drastically decrease and increase. I titled it 10 weeks to 36. I started immediately. It was January of 2018. And I wanted to enter a new year on my birthday, which is in April, already in motion. And I use the term drastically decrease because I wanted to focus on growth and the process of growth versus lasering in on the end results. 
I knew results were inevitable if I decreased certain appetites and behaviors, and I would better position myself to maintain consistency if I focused on growth versus in results. Now for you, you may say, nah, Mikkel, my list is stop doing, start doing, (laughs) okay? And that's perfect. All of us are original designs. You categorize your list by stop and start doing, and that works for you. I would encourage you, though, to add a keep or continue doing list in addition to your stop and start doing. So you can also capture places in your life where there is intentional growth plants or the promise of intentional growth. There were two specific areas on my decrease list that God said, Mikkel, that's a hard stop for you, dear. And that was smoking and drinking alcohol. And it is vitally important as you're setting intention to be in tune with God and deeply reflective with applying this approach. If you get an urge or poke in your spirit, and that's what I got on my decrease list, I put decrease liquor consumption, just wine and God poked my spirit and it was my own voice. It was like, nah, that's a, that's a, that's a hard stop on the alcohol. And I was like, no, no, not, no, come on. I'm, you know, slow. We're going to ease into this thing. No, that's a hard stop. That's a hard stop on the alcohol. Really? Yeah, that's a hard stop. Okay. Okay. So it's important to be in tune. So when you get a poke or urge, as you're planning out and categorizing where you're going to be intentional, your stop doing, your start doing, your continue, keep doing, your decrease, your increase, be in tune for those, those pokes and let it go without easing it out. And I use the term increase to denote things that were seated or evident in my life that with intentional nurturing and focus would reap a harvest. So some items on my decrease list are uh, decrease demonstrating frustration and irritation with adults and children, turning my light on and off, and that's my inner light towards myself and others, and overeating. A few items on my increase list are gentleness and controlled responses. Remembrance that my light was given by God and therefore belongs to God and not me. And stewardship of finances. In order to embody gentleness and control in my response and to decrease irritability, I had to stop listening to certain music. I was consuming music that glorified handling problems with hands (laughs) or weapons belittling people's existence and not caring how people felt. I couldn't get full on these messages and then try to walk in gentleness. I was walking in hypeness and using my words as a sword. Once you audit your appetites and consumption, draft a list of what you desire to decrease and increase in your life. Stop start, continue, keep, 
or however you would like to categorize your intentions and set intention to make choices and decisions that reflect what you hope to manifest. Practically speaking, you can share your intention list with an accountability partner so they can push you and support your growth. Perhaps they can join you and conduct a focus audit of their life and also be intentional. You could seek therapy and counseling to help you get close to deeper roots that you may not be able to extract on your own. Make note of what you need to consume to live out your intentions. So I knew I could not continue to consume the music that I was taking in and then walk in gentleness. I had to take in music with a different message, a different theme. Words are powerful. So I knew that I had to switch what I was consuming in order to live out my intention. Something else that you can practically employ with your intentions is write a 12-month vision for your life of what you desire. I have a consulting business, Impact Consultancy LLC, and all of my one-on-one clients have a written 12-month vision for their lives by our second session. Your vision is your anchoring. It's your heart and word form. Proverbs 29:18 says, "Where there is no vision from God, the people run wild." But those who adhere to God's instruction know genuine happiness. Another way for practically being intentional with your increase and decrease items or stop, start, and continue items is plan how you will begin to utilize the power of no to people, places, and things that produce weeds in your life. It can be uncomfortable and may alter some of your relationships when you start utilizing the power of no. But if you're honest with yourself, what or who you say no to are people and things and places and interactions and websites that take up space in your life that isn't helpful for your growth. However you tell people no, be sure to be respectful, firm, and forthcoming. This is something I did not do well. I was, I was passive when I entered into this focus audit of my life, being intentional with what I wanted to manifest in terms of decreasing and increasing. I was pretty much like, people will figure it out. They know I'm getting myself together. They can see it. I'm changing my habits and they'll, they'll get with it. And, and that passive stance can hurt people's feelings. And it doesn't convey value and honor for those who may care for you, but won't have access to you in the same way. So I'm not advocating send a blast text or social media post like attention. If you are not feeding me what I need to grow into the best version of myself, goodbye, you are blocked. (laughs) Nah, not like that, right? Be intentional with how you share and when you share new ways in which you're making room in your life. Again, I am not suggesting you go on a world tour to try to get closure of informing everybody about what you're doing. Use discernment. 
some folks will fade out because you eventually won't have anything in common and the compatibility won't be there. The people who matter the most, they will support you. And those who don't will reveal themselves and your no will create distance. The way that you get better at saying no is by saying no. My pastor, Keith Battle at Zion Church says, people need to hear no to respect your time and you need to use no to protect your time. Lastly, and this is vitally important, think of replacement behaviors for areas where you're modifying your behavior. To do this, it's important to know your triggers and hopefully through the focus audit and what you're consuming and identifying what needs are being met, where does that need come from, you'll be able to pull out some of what your triggers are. So for me, ending the workday or anything that required an exertion of energy, specifically emotional labor and emotional energy, was a trigger for smoking. And that was my way to relax and unwind and mellow out. And my need to rest and relax, that wasn't harmful. The way I met the need was. Now, walking, reading, getting dressed up for a target run and listening to my favorite songs on the ride are ways that I meet the need to unwind, relax, and mellow out. It doesn't mean that the craving that the triggers aren't there, but I've established replacement behaviors to tap into, to meet and and soothe that need that I had, that I was soothing in a more harmful way. It's been three years since I took a focused audit and wrote my list of intentionality. I didn't print it and I didn't read it daily, I didn't get legalistic about it and hold myself to a false sense of perfection. My list was my heart in word form. The things that I truly wanted for myself. And I began and continue to live it out to this day. And I have been transformed from the inside out. There are many items on my list that I live out consistently It's been three years since I consumed alcohol or smoked, and I had been desiring to quit smoking four years before I set the intention. My relationship and intimacy with God has grown exponentially. And there are also items on the list that are works in progress. I'm not where I want to be, but I'm not where I used to be. A focused audit and being intentional are directly tied to self-love. We must have room in our hearts to receive God's love that flows into self-love. If we are congested and clogged by what we are consuming that takes up space that is parasitic, we don't have enough room to receive or believe that we are worthy enough to receive. Applying these approaches begins the process of making room by unpacking what binds us and making space for what bolsters us.
This week, I encourage you to do three things. Me and my numbers. (laughs) One, reflect and answer the mindset check-in. What has filled you with joy lately? If as you reflect, you land on a person, let that person know that they have filled you with joy lately. Two, think about an area of your life that you need to take a focused audit. And lastly, return next week for another episode of the Inside Job Podcast. I'm proud of you. I believe in you. And I would love to hear from you. You can connect with me at Mikkel at striveforimpact.com. That's Mikkel, M-I-K-E-L, at strive for F-O-R, impact, M-P-A-C-T dot com. No I in impact. Be sure to rate the Inside Job podcast, leave a review, and share. I love you. Keep going. Keep going.